Pop Culture Happy Hour podcast is with you to talk through what you're watching, listening to, and reading. What you need to check out this weekend, what you can skip next, it's all fair game. For pop culture in high spirits, listen to the Pop Culture Happy Hour podcast from NPR. The buzz about bees. I'm Tom Shine, and welcome to The Range. Support for The Range comes from McCowan Gordon Construction, Fidelity Bank, and the Corporation for Public Broadcasting. Coming up, a pageant winner uses her platform to promote mental health. Music and singing and performing has been an outlet for me to really help with that. But first, nearly everything we eat wouldn't exist without some of nature's hardest workers, bees. A group is working to ensure Wichita welcomes the insects and in the process has created the first bee city in Kansas. Today, Ruiz tells us more. Flowers rest against each other as the wind gently rocks them in Pawnee Prairie Park when suddenly a bee appears to do its world-saving labor pollination. According to the U.S. Department of Agriculture, a third of our diet comes from crops that need pollinators like bees, butterflies, and moths. But it also says pollinators have been in decline in recent years, endangering some crops. That drove Nicole Brown to co-found Bee City Wichita, an organization that supports local pollination. We wanted to focus on pollinators because so many other people do not focus on them. They're very much underappreciated and Overlooked. Bee City Wichita is a part of Bee City USA, a nonprofit that designates cities and college campuses that take efforts to conserve pollinators. Wichita is the first city in Kansas to be recognized. The Wichita Bee City Group formed a team of nature experts and enthusiasts. They began work on their first native garden at Pawnee Prairie in southwest Wichita, where we are now. The garden is located to the side of the prairie's now-closed nature center. It features vegetation like milkweed, sunflowers, and even black cherries. As bees and butterflies roam the garden, they are looking for the perfect place to feed, which makes this a good time to explain how pollination works. Dexter Mortis is a prairie ecologist with Bee City Wichita. He says as species like bees seek out food, they'll land on different flowers for nectar. As they're in the flower foraging around, they're kind of rubbing up against all of the structures within the flower that have pollen on them. Marta says as bees move from flower to flower, the hairs on their legs catch the plant's pollen. They end up just becoming these giant mixing bowls of pollen moving from flower to flower and helping to spread genetic diversity and to make sure that the female flowers of the plants are fertilized. If pollination were to stop, the USDA says over 150 national food crops would be affected, including almost all fruits and grains. Nicole Brown says people can do their part with even just one plant. If you live in an apartment and all you can do is put a container out on your balcony or out on your front step, that's amazing. That's a huge step forward. The group says protecting bees and other pollinators is a city-wide effort. It's working on a second native garden in Central Riverside Park. And while native gardens will bring a positive change to the city, 
the group hopes to see people grow their own native plants. As Dexter Mortis says, The inverse of death by a thousand cuts is life by a thousand flowers. For KMUW News, I'm Tadeo Ruiz. 17-year-old pageant winner Aaron Rolfe is on a mission to raise mental health awareness across Kansas. For this edition of In the Mix, Carla Eccles sat down with Rolfe to talk about the importance of promoting good mental health. What was it like when they put that crown on your head? I was in such a state of shock. I think back on it and it's just like, wow, my jaw. If you see the video from when I was crying, I was literally on the floor. I was so excited and it was really amazing just to see all my hard work come to fruition and really just to be able to have the crown is such an honor. Share a bit about yourself. Yes, so I'm Miss Kansas Teen 2023. I was just crowned in March, and it's been so much fun so far. I've done a lot of different things. And a little bit about me, I sing and perform for my talent. I sing a classical operatic piece. I'm going to be a rising senior at Wichita Collegiate School, and I play soccer. And, yeah, that's a little bit about me. Well, you know, you are an incredible singer. I've had an opportunity to hear you sing, and just amazing. <gasps> Thank you. Know, you do such a marvelous <laughs> job. Your community service initiative is mental wellness. It starts with you. Why did you choose to focus on mental wellness? My community service initiative comes from me having anxiety and how music and singing and performing has been an outlet for me to really help with that. So I encourage you to find um, an outlet or activity that can help you stay mentally happy and healthy as well, whether that be riding a bike, watching a movie, going for a walk, just something that can help you in those times that are stressful. Well, let's talk uh, some more about your platform because there's been places in the community that you've had an impact. Tell us about it. Yes. So recently I went up to Johnson County at the National Alliance for Mental Illness Walk where I got to talk about my platform and how mental health is important for everyone. And then I also hosted a fashion show at a local senior home because during my research about mental health, I've learned that a lot of seniors experience depression and anxiety, especially those in senior homes. So we went in, me and a few of the other um, girls I competed with, and we did a fashion show just to kind of brighten up their day and as well as that, I just hosted a benefit concert at the Botanica Gardens a few weeks ago, and all the funds raised from the concert went to local mental health organizations. And it was really fun to kind of connect my community service initiative with music and as well as raising funds for mental health organizations. Well, you know, it's National Minority Mental Health Awareness Month, and I'm curious because a lot of times African Americans uh, really feel like there's a stigma you know, with mm -hmm. uh, mental health care and uh, may not seek treatment. What's your thoughts about that? Yes, mental health is important for everyone. And it's really important to understand that it's okay to not be okay. And if you need to reach out for help, it's okay to do that, whether it be to a friend or a family member or a teacher, whoever you feel comfortable with talking to about it. It's important that every single person is taking care of themselves and their mental health when they need to. Carla Eccles brings you thoughtful stories about race and culture every month on In the Mix. You can find more of her interview with Erin Rolfe at KMUW.org. And one last thing. I turn 65 on my next birthday, and I'll be eligible for Medicare. And in case I might have overlooked that fact, I'm getting plenty of reminders. 
My mailbox has been stuffed the last several months with letters, booklets, and brochures about signing up for Medicare. I get spam calls nearly every day on the topic. I even had a guy show up on my porch last Saturday asking whether I wanted him to be my Medicare advisor. Uh, no. Medicare has been around since 1965 and has provided health care to millions of seniors over the years. But I'm not sure deciphering the Rosetta Stone was any harder than understanding all of the various Medicare programs and supplemental plans. God help me when it's time for Social Security. Thanks for joining us on The Range. Our producers for this week's show are Carly Cooper, Beth Goulet, and Jonathan Huber. Our digital producer is Hugo Fan, and Torn Anderson composed our theme music. The executive producer of The Range is Fletcher Powell. I'm Tom Shine, and this is KMUW, NPR for Wichita.